Neo-Tokyo is about to explode. Pictures presents a state-of-the-art adventure, Akira. Welcome back, everyone. You were listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast. Well, I'm only 25 years old. I'm not even married yet, so watch your mouth. Get out of here! My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Hello. And this week, we watch Katsuhiro Otomo's cyberpunk masterpiece, the Citizen Kane of anime, Akira. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? This one is called Predator. Great. And interesting enough, it has a ladybug, as a, which that doesn't make any sense to me. And it also has the tagline of, what's good for the vine, vine is good for the wine. Hmm. Sounds like a nice juxtaposition. Uh, yes. <laughs> Predator another... and a ladybug. <laughs> and, uh, of course, another Cabernet, uh, 2018. And it says Lodi. I guess that's the, the vineyard. Hmm. But let's give it a pour. Great. This is the Little Wayne wine pour of the episode. This is a me and your dad watch. Ooh, oh, fuck. Pour's me nice. and my dad watch anime podcast. <laughs> That should be our uh, our intro. <laughs> Instead of this song that we play, we should just have the wine just the pour. Wine pour. <clears throat> yeah, that would certainly set the mood. And we'll start off with a nice sip. Perfect. While you are, uh, I guess, properly lubricating yourself, I definitely know you paid attention. We've watched this movie like three or four times. But Dad, what can you tell me about Akira that you found out? Well, to say you're a fan of anime. And not have watched Akira is nothing sort of blasphemous, but alas, that's sort of where I was prior to this podcast. (laughs) Irresponsible, irresponsible. Yeah, I didn't talk to you for a calendar year after you told me you hadn't watched it. Yes, well, we've rectified that. (laughs) And uh, now that I've watched it, I can say without a doubt that uh, Akira is worthy of its title as one of the greatest anime movies of all time. I agree. Truly, an epic piece of animation. Very much. Mm-hmm. And um, as a listener of our podcast, uh, you know that we've you know anointed ourselves as the self-proclaimed gatekeepers <laughs> of various cinematic Rushmores. And that being said, I am by no means qualified to erect the greatest anime Rushmore, but I do believe it's safe to say that this film, without a doubt, is front and center. On this wow. mythical memorial. We're skipping all the categories. We're getting right to the best of the best. We don't even care about anything about here. We're just trying to talk about how good this movie is. Uh, well, what was the exactly the Rotten Tomatoes? What was like any reviews that you had picked up? Because I truly don't give a shit, but maybe someone else does. Yeah, the well, as far as Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 90% score mm-hmm. based on 49 reviews. I would have thought it was a little higher. I would have thought so, too. And... Um, you know, it's sort of crazy that, you know, considering that we watched Fist of the North Star, that this one was, you know, in the works. Yeah. <laughs> and it came out just two years later. Complete uh, complete overhaul of the whole industry at that point. Right. Akira changed everything. And I I couldn't believe how prescient it was about, you know, showing that the, 
Tokyo is going to hoist. Uh, host. Hoist. They're going to hoist it up. I'm going to hoist it up there, sailor. The uh, 2020 Olympic Games. That that was crazy. That was a really. I mean, they hit that one right on the head. If only they could have predicted this this coronavirus, they might have gotten an Oscar. Well, the funny thing was, like in February. Because in the movie, it says like 147 days before the event. Mm-hmm. So like exactly like 147 days before uh, this Olympics, uh, social media started trending of like cancel the 2020 Olympics. No way. I mean, yeah, specifically because, you know, Akira had basically said that. They... I, <laughs> I think they had the right, you know, frame of mind to uh, suggest it this year. Why not? Why don't right. we just put it off to the next year? Yeah. And uh, I found it interesting that... Kanye has stated that Akira has influenced his work, mm-hmm. and uh, he paid homage to it in his uh, Stronger music video. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you'll hear a little bit more from Kanye when we get to Three Truths and a Lie, but I'm glad you picked up on uh, something about Kanye West. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, Warner Brothers has acquired the rights, I guess a while ago, mm-hmm. to uh, create a live-action remake. I think it was Taika Waititi is uh, the yeah. supposed director, but whether he's actually going to go through with that is still in question. Well, I guess they were supposed to start filming in um, in 2019, mm-hmm. but then I guess he decided to direct the uh, the Thor. Yeah, the sequel. sequel. What was the name of that? The um, Love and something. Yeah, I don't know. Ragnarok was pretty good, but and then I didn't realize that he was the. Uh, the director to Jojo Rabbit. He also played Hitler. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he, he played. Was... He was Hitler and the director. No kidding! Wow. Well, we'll see. I, I'll I'll definitely be interested in seeing that one. I would also. Uh, I can't wait until twenty twenty one. Let's just put it at that. Let's just jump right into letterbox reviews. I guess I I know everything that I need to know at this point. Uh, we have a half star from Kibbles Bits on November twenty twenty. Dude, this movie, this whole movie, I couldn't stop sneezing. It felt like shit. It could have been the pine nuts, but I'm going to blame this movie. Kibbles and Bits, uh, that just might be the coronavirus. You might have infected your whole family, so I would go get tested. Um, Another half star from James Johnson on October 6th, 2020. Wasn't actually half a star, just want to wind Derek up. (laughs) Who is Derek? Why are people always instigating fights, arguments, or some ill will on uh, Letterbox. It would appear that anime fans are combative. Yeah, I mean, you could have checked your Twitter replies yeah. <laughs> and figured that out. Exactly. Uh, shout out to our, our new Twitter. We have uh, me and my dad watch. That's our uh, our Twitter account. So if you ever <laughs> want to tweet at us and tell us what we're doing wrong, I would love to know. Give us our Letterbox worst reviews. Uh, <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, actually, maybe don't. Um, <laughs> we have another half star from Danielle on July 2020. Tetsuo was bullied because he had a five head. I know that life as somebody who has a, a, a notably large head. I'm, I'm, what's I've been the, ridiculed. What's the significance, significance of the five? Well, you know, like a forehead. Oh, it's like, oh, adding, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> Never little, heard of that I'm, before. I'm a little slow today. Yeah. It's okay. The it's five okay. head. Nice. Yeah. You'll maybe be using that one. Just hope no one's ever used it on me, but hey. They maybe respect you a little bit more than me. Uh, another half star from Brofist on May 28th, 2020. Every movie does the motorbike skidding scene and think they're so cool. I tried to do it with my Honda 70cc and lost feeling in 70 or 70, seven of my fingers. Brofist, it sounds like you can't even make a fist. So Yeah, well, I mean, 
this was done by professional anime characters and you weren't, you know, supposed to actually attempt these tricks. Yeah, they had the uh, the disclaimer at the beginning like a jackass. Yeah. Is, Don't try any of this at home. <laughs> Uh, another half star from Sluggo on September 21st, 2013. You can have your Miyazaki. I'll take children with aging disease in a 2,000 page comic condensed into 120 comp- incomprehensible minutes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> incomprehensible is a little. That, that's a little too much. I don't know if it's incomprehensible, but I also haven't read the, the manga, so I might be completely off. I know they cut quite a bit. Um, we have a one star from Professor Anime. Who, you know, you'll see from this actual review that I, I don't know if he is a true professor, uh, but it was on June 2019. Gross. Baby's not kawaii. I just wanted to make what? that. <laughs> I just wanted to make that noise. Uh, another star from Yaz Tops on March 2019. I really shouldn't review this movie because I fell asleep twice during it, but I'm pretty sure the boss baby was in it riding a floating chair, but I have no idea if I dreamed that or not. Yaz Tops, you weren't dreaming. That was the boss baby in his original role, and he was later cast, obviously, in his own I can boss say baby. that I did not fall asleep. This time, you were wide awake. Yes. You were. Uh, you had your eyes wide open. Yeah, and I, 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 was re- I was ready for this one. <laughs> for once. Yeah. Uh, another two stars from Olivia on October 2020. I wish we lived through this mess rather than the COVID-19 pandemic. I guess so, too. Maybe. Probably not. I don't know if I really want a, a telekinetic man child not even a man child a 16 year old (laughs) destroying my town but yeah this sounds a bit like would you rather but uh yeah i don't know that's it's pretty tough in uh neo tokyo yeah when there's always the possibility of uh, an akira type explosion wiping out your whole life yeah uh another two stars from bad movie rev he's kind of taken our spot but october 2020 uh plot honestly a little confusing and hardly or hardly hard to follow after watching the only characters names i can remember are canada and tostitos (laughs) canada (laughs) tostitos yeah uh we have just a couple more i'll rattle through these real quick two and a half stars from miguel on november 2020 reminds me of that jimmy neutron episode where sheen got superpowers and super powerful i you know jimmy neutron will make another appearance we have uh some strong big head contenders with this Tetsuo, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Another two and a half stars from Jazz on January 2020. The Akira monster thing is how I feel when I overeat. Same. Yeah, that's uh, pretty obvious. <clears throat> yeah. It, uh, I'm also sweating milk, but, you know, that's that's another thing. Uh, two and a half stars from Sicario, but it has some ones and fours in it on January 2019. And, you know, little impressionation of uh, Michael Jordan. Fuck them kids. And I'll get into that when I uh, get into my unintentional lessons. But yeah, you don't need the kids around when you're you're doing just about anything. And then a final review of three stars from John on December 2020. Kaneda, cuck. Pacing, muck. Dubbing, suck. Animation, fuck. I'm mad because I wanted to like it so much and it's so pretty, but it's paced like the epilogue of Return of the King. Beauty has never been so tedious. Kaneda! Tetsuko! Uh, Uh, Tetsuko? Well, it's not. We can't read. What is it? Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Yeah. This isn't the uh, the Wacha Tata. We we haven't practiced our our call-outs yet. Yeah. Well, I know we uh, took me by surprise on that one. It's okay. I did point across for the table. You you looked at me with scared eyes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I froze. I like the deer in the headlights. It's okay. 
Speaking of headlights, <laughs> where would you like to shine your spotlight, Dad? Okay. Well, it seems like anime really loves their dystopian backdrops. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's no different. And I really like the opening biker uh, chase scene. I thought yeah. that was really impressive. Nothing better than watching somebody get their head cracked in at yeah. 60 miles an hour. I mean, I really realized I was watching something special. Oh, for sure. And um, I'm going to say rebuilding Neo-Tokyo in 31 years to the extent that it's shown in the movie seems like a bit of a stretch, but maybe I'm nitpicking. I mean, they also have a kindergarten where they're training you know, yeah. telekinetic children, so <laughs> maybe we're on a different time scale. And then when they, uh, you know, they bring the whole gang down to the police station... Um, I thought it was sort of strange that they were going to just inform the school principal, but maybe, is it that they were... They're all orphans. They're all orphans. Yeah, yeah. Tetsuo got yeah, left. I realized that after I wrote it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I guess they were orphans, so <laughs> they didn't have parents. But still, the school principal's acting as their, you know, Step father figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, oh, and the other th- the thing is, is every time they have Tetsuo, is that his name? Tetsuo? Yeah, Tetsuo. Yeah, okay. You know, he's supposedly going to be, you know, he's real dangerous or he could be dangerous and, and lead to, you know, another destructive uh, Tokyo. But he's always just like put in a room, no guards, doors unlocked. He just can, <laughs> he can just walk out at any point. Yeah, you know, that's nobody a good point. See, Yeah, I mean, it's it just he's always just sitting in his bed. Nobody's watching him. So I, I felt that it was a little uh, strange for somebody that they were so concerned about. Yeah. Someone who has the power of a nuclear weapon, you'd think they would do a little more than just locking the door. Right. And uh, I really love it when Tetsuo, you know, starts going towards the, uh, the Olympic Games, you know, where they're building it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just suddenly gets his inner Superman on and just... You know, has a makeshift red cape that he dons, and <laughs> well, have you seen the? Did you watch the animation of how he put that on? Because I don't understand how it wraps around his neck. Because he throws it over his shoulders, but all of a sudden it's fastened to his neck perfectly. Yeah, maybe he's clipping it together with his mind, but yeah, that's that's a little bit of a nitpick. And then there's when uh, Onishi, the mm-hmm. scientist, he sits there, looks at a paper readout. There's nothing but like colored, you know, lines on it. Yeah. And he discerns that, oh, my God, they're creating a new universe. It's like, oh, wow, that, you know, I'm glad you were able to freaking read that in a couple squiggly lines that, you know, you were witnessing a new universe. It's just that big blue line that tells you right away. Yeah. And uh, in the end, the, you know, the story sort of goes off the rails. <laughs> For the most part, it's pretty convoluted. I mean, Akira is you know, dug up. Divided up into uh, cryogenic tubes. Uh-huh. Akira is then recreated. Tetsuo flows, flies into space to destroy the space weapon. Fashions himself a new arm. Settles his long festering resentment with Kaneda. Morphs into some hideous blob. And ultimately creates a new universe. I mean, what a finale. Yeah. You, you can't really have a more Gynax ending than that. Aside from, you know, Evangelion, which we've, we've set a date. It's going to be... Uh, well, we won't release it on Christmas, but it'll be our Christmas episode. <laughs> the end of Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Was there anything else? No. I mean, the bottom line is uh, the movie was, you know, an incredible piece of animation. Uh, it literally paved the way for anime and today's pop culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 
directly responsible for countless works of animation, movies, comics. Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> Television, video games. I mean, it was a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 probably won't watch too many things that haven't been in some ways influenced by Akira. As for my spotlight, you know, if, if you're going to kill two dogs in the first 10 minutes, you know you're fucking going off the rails. <laughs> Usually they wait maybe an hour in, maybe towards the end of the movie. They don't kill Sam and I Am Legend until near the end. Like, you don't kill the dog right away, but he gunned those things down in the middle of the street. And that's when you kind of knew that this movie was working working with some different fabric. Speaking of fabric, uh, the clothing is paper thin in Neo Tokyo, whether it be uh, Tetsuo ripping his cape away like nothing or just the fact that the the clown bikers derobed cowry with maybe the lightest pole i've ever seen <laughs> so i'm glad they have uh paper mache going really strong in neo tokyo but maybe they should get some better tailors um i really like the idea of kaneda convincing k to just get drinks with him or most importantly just to turn herself in after she shoots that guard in the face yeah. Tetsu, I mean, uh, Kaneda is part of a, a violent biker gang. Why are you telling anybody to turn themselves into the police? You're kind of an idiot. <laughs> and then to say like, yeah, I'll wait for you. I'll go get a drink after you're out. That seems uh, that seems yeah. like a little much. Yep. Uh, the colonel is also just kind of an idiot. I mean, the way that he responded after Tetsuo uh, broke out of the baby room and he's just like, where is he? What happened? He's like, weren't you there? Didn't you say anything that happened? Well, that's part of the whole, you know, they just really weren't, you know, paying attention to this kid. I mean, they kept locking him up, but actually they weren't locking him up. No, they're so, giving him accommodations. Yeah. He has free, you know, access to these three espers. Or they just come to see him. Like he, they're Yeah, they, they were trying they to mess with his head a little bit, obviously. So, mm -hmm. And then he pulls out the handgun when he's fighting the big blob Tetsuo, like... What do you really think six bullets, seven or nine, whatever is your clip size, you're not going to get that with a nine millimeter. I don't know who you think you are uh, with your shot, but <laughs> yeah. maybe you should step the hell away. Yeah. Uh, I really like the scene when Kaneda gives Yamagata his wheels back, just driving full on into a wall. I just thought that was a, a cool little tribute. There is a There's a moment when the death cult leader, they're on the bridge and, and Tetsuwa destroys the, the bridge. And they're all kind of falling into the water, about to get crushed. And the death cult leader is like, save me. So I, I thought the irony was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, a fun little fact. Uh, you can actually see Tetsuo's nutsack when he's transferring or transforming. Yeah. When he's turning into the, like the big thing, you can see his nuts like hanging right by his leg. And it's not just a blob. Like it's very specifically. Hmm. I missed that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had some help uh, being pointed out in that direction. <laughs> I'm always looking for genitals in movies, so <laughs> <laughs> this was this was no different. Gonna da have to get a rewatch on that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just send you a picture. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was your unintentional lesson? What was your takeaway from this movie? Okay. I really don't think telekinesis is something you want. It seems like anyone who acquires this skill just you know ends up being a killing machine. Yeah. I mean, you only have to watch the movie Carrie to know that this shit's going to go bad. Or Chronicle, or really anything with <laughs> yeah, right. this thing. I mean, come on. Anybody that takes on these powers, man, it's it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, the, you know, the military, all the time in movies, they always want to turn a superpower into a weapon, and they always fuck it up. Absolutely. They always think they're going to take this, you know, incredible, you know, new power or, or, or utilize this person 
and turn into a weapon, and they never can do it right. Hmm. And uh, this sort of uh, falls into the category of, you know, why do you never get rid of your enemy? Um, here is uh, Akira basically had decimated Tokyo, but they decided to, you know, put him in cryogenic tubes and, you know, bury him out underneath the Olympic Stadium or wherever they were. Yeah. And, uh, of course, it leads to his, you know, resurrection. All they had to do was just break the glass, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm back. I mean, <laughs> it makes no it. sense to just keep him around. You know, yeah. the guy was deadly. And uh, last but not least, maybe Tokyo just shouldn't host the Olympics. Yeah, let's just take it away from Tokyo. Yeah. You you can't trust them with I all mean, this. There's just too many. Government. There's too many omens out there that just says you know it's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Well, maybe if we see some telekinetic flying around the streets of Tokyo, we'll know better uh, than to let our athletes <laughs> go at it this year. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of takeaways, and some are maybe uh, more pertinent than others. Kind of the same thing with the the government trying to use secret powers as a, a weapon. If a government plan involves children at all, you're, you've already made the mistake. Because for one, kids have a different moral system. They're, they're going to operate completely out of whack from what you as an adult will think. Right. But also, you can't control them. These espers don't give a shit about the colonel. Uh, you know, Tetsuo is definitely not going to listen. So if you're below the age of, let's say, 25, until your frontal cortex is fully formed, don't let them be involved with uh, secret government plans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to work. Hell no. Um, another takeaway was maybe you should just let your friends get bullied or they might just come to resent you. If your friend is getting bullied, maybe they deserve it because <laughs> uh, maybe you're just a little shit starter like Tetsuo who, who <laughs> needs to be put in his place. Uh, uh, another one was being a bartender is a thankless job. Doesn't matter who you're selling capsules to, selling shots to, that same person might come back and fucking kill you. So you're you're kind of in a dangerous uh, line of work. Hey, well, you know, you want to be a drug dealer. Yeah, I guess when you give a glass of water and a couple pills to a, a junkie, you never know how that's yeah. going to play out for you. Uh, when questioned by the police, always lie and saying you're helping your mom. Cops are always usually mama's boy. At the very least, they're they're boob guys. <laughs> and I have a running theory that if you're on the political spectrum and you're more towards the right, you're more of a boob guy. And if you're more on the left, you're more of an ass guy. That's that's how I kind of picture it in my mind. And, you know, maybe someone can correct me there. But that's how my, my world uh, is set up, apparently. Uh, just because you save a girl doesn't mean she's indebted so to you. So that's how you're politically aligned? Boobs or ass? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I voted. I voted. I voted Democrat because Kamala's got a fatty. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't have anything that I care about. Kamala just had that ass. Oh boy. Uh, what a freaking hot take that is. Yeah. Well, she's my she's my uh, my my vice president, I guess. Um, just because you save a girl doesn't mean she's indebted to you. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter if you push a girl out of the way of a truck. You could even, I don't know, resuscitate her from the edge of death. That doesn't mean she has to suck your dick. Or do anything. I mean, because Kaneda's pissed that he, she, you know, she just runs off after the whole uh, police interrogation scene. Right. He's like, you cold bitch. It's like, <laughs> she doesn't owe you a damn thing. Uh, also, you know, speaking of how to win a girl's heart, telling a girl to shut up is apparently uh, a way to at least make a girl to like you. Because Kaori just gets treated like garbage this whole movie. True. And she gets side, uh, you know, what is it? When you hit them with a forearm, I don't know. She gets a flying forearm off a bike 
and dies being squeezed by, I, I would assume, is Tetsuo's chubby cheeks. And she's, you know, I want more for her just like I want more for Kagero in Ninja Scroll. Uh, terrorists aren't always the bad guys. Maybe hear them out. You know, if you're doing secret missions, maybe it's the government who's the problem. Just because you have a few bombs doesn't mean you're on the wrong side. Technically, the rebels in Star Wars were terrorists, so keep that in mind. Uh, if you wake up and find yourself swimming in milk or just fighting stuffed animals, and you, <laughs> you maybe you should get back on your medication. Don't believe the hallucinations or even, you know, look at them. Uh, also, if you're going to kill your best friend, it might as well be you. That's just an honor system. If my personal best friend started doing dastardly deeds, I feel like it would be more than my responsibility to put them in the ground. I don't want the police to do it. Wow. Uh, and then I have, uh, I guess, just three more. The scientist is always going to go rogue in the name of science. Whatever the military, whatever anybody asks them, the scientist is always like, well... You know, the test subject, this project, whatever. Yeah. It was that, too important. That's another classic, you know, movie thing. The scientist always wants to, you know, in the name of science, they, they don't want to kill something off, even though it's, you know, potentially going to bring down the whole, you know, world. The whole world or the ship or wherever, you know, they're yeah. always, oh, we have to study this thing. Yeah. That's another thing. Don't work with scientists or children. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own, <laughs> they have their own leanings. Yep. Uh, when you go into a corner, lean suicidally. I, I guess that was just a line from the movie, but I, I took that to mean, you know, you get into a bind, just do something crazy, which I think is kind of fun. And uh, long live the Freedom Revolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love our complete reworking of our uh, current tax system. Let's reform the tax cut or, you know, student protests or whatever they were talking about in this movie. Dad, I know you played plenty of attention to this movie i know you have uh done some hard work and i know you actually did a whole category by yourself so this might be one of the only questions that you actually have to figure out but we're gonna play three truths actually sorry excuse <laughs> i've done this two weeks in a row it's three lies and a truth i am so sorry to anyone who actually cares because i keep saying three truths and a lie but it's three lies and a truth uh so that's a a, a preemptive apology for my last week and the last the week before that uh, but are you, you feel I'm, like you're ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Perfect. All right. Entry number one. Akira is considered by many to be one of the greatest animated films of all time. But to director Katsuhiro Otomo, he considered it to be one of his lesser works. In an interview with Forbes in 2018 for the film's 30th year anniversary, he stated that he found the continued admiration of the film to be somewhat stifling, especially now as a more mature director. I started the manga when I was 24, he said, and completed the film shortly before my 28th birthday. So it can be frustrating to be approach or to be approaching 70 and still be talking about a film I made too many mistakes on. I think my later work, whether that be Steamboy or Metropolis when I was in my 30s, are much more complete and not as troubled by the youthful delusions of my own work. Entry number two. In the year 2010, following the critical bomb of his son Sohi Otomo's directional debut of Memories at the age of 30, it was revealed during an interview with Kodasha Comics that director Katsuhiro, uh, who wrote the screenplay and worked as a producer, was currently, <clears throat> was currently estranged from his son after the film was outright panned by Japanese audiences. I can only take so much blame for the film's lack of success, he said, but I try to take as much as I can bear. I wrote the screenplay during what was my second divorce in a period of untenable drinking. I thought what I had written for my son was good. We both thought it was good. But we haven't spoken about that project in some time and not much else after that. 
Entry number three. Considered to be one of the most influential movies of its time, Akira, like many pieces of art, was started as an homage to other works, specifically Mizutiro Yokoyama's 1963 anime Tetsujin 28. Aside from sharing a sci-fi Japanese setting, Akira and Tetsujin 28 have a number of other similarities, including multiple characters with the same exact name. Both films include main characters named Shitaro Kaneda, uh, Shikishima, Tetsuo, and Akira's number 28 designation, which is paralleled by the robot in Tetsuin uh, 28. When asked about these similarities, Katsuhira acknowledges the influence, but insists that his work became something truly dissimilar as he continued to write, but at the very least could be considered a retelling of the mecha anime. And then finally, in the year 2019, told in a series of now-deleted tweets, noted anime fan Kanye West recounted an interaction he had with director Katsuhiro in, uh, in 2008 through a series of tweets. Kanye West said, Every stage show I've worked on, every video, not just Stronger, every product, even when I was in the hospital, I would think, oh shit, this is like Akira. It's, only, it's not only the greatest animation achievement in history, the subject matter is so relevant to the current state of the world. And I met that man. I met that man who made Akira. I gave Otoma the Yeezys off my feet and he put them on, said thank you, and walked out of the dressing room. Legend shit. <laughs> Dad, off the tip, what do you think uh, is a lie? The Yeezys off my feet. Um, He's a generous man, Kanye West. Okay, as far as the Kanye West... I don't believe that. Although he's probably certainly <laughs> capable of, you know, tweeting out this crap, but I don't think that's a that's a truth. So the first two of those tweets are actually true and then I added on the third one. So that that is a lie. Uh good job not <laughs> picking the truth right away. Well, I mean, see, I I sort of could, you know, envision <laughs> Kanye saying those things, but uh -huh. at the same point I didn't think he did it, but yeah. You almost got me. You could almost consider Kanye to say whatever you want. Um, I don't think the first one is the truth either. I don't know what the hell. I mean, is Steam Boy actually or Metropolis in his thirties? Did he is he responsible for that stuff? Uh, he did make both of those movies. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that is also incorrect. So that's another lie. Uh, Steam Boy is actually critically panned in some ways it was one of his follow-ups i think to metropolis metropolis is considered a good movie and maybe that's something we'll get to and you know we've watched trash movies before so maybe we'll watch steam boy too but uh we're down to the final two we have the uh, otomo's son and then we have the tetsujin 28 comparison okay well i i, I think i'm pretty sure that it's the uh tetsujin 28 i think it's because uh, i've read about that okay and that uh akira's number was 28 mm -hmm. uh like that particular movie and there was a lot of similarities or he stole a lot of different things from that that particular uh piece of art so yeah i think that's the truth that's a slam fucking dunk yeah this is the first time in maybe weeks that you've gotten this correct i know and i've been listening to some of these episodes because we've been you know listen uh releasing them retroactively <laughs> And there's a lot of instances where you pick it right away. So good job. This yeah. is really something else. I'm proud of you. Thank God. Uh, now we're, we're heading right into were you paying attention? And I actually wasn't responsible for putting these questions together this week. Uh, you, you have gamified this in such a way where 
I'm uh, I'm a I guess a walk on quarterback, and I'll, I'll introduce myself when I come to it. But yeah, I mean, I've just been horrible. Yeah, you got I mean, benched. I mean, you know, the coach has finally come and said, you know, we're we're sitting you down. This season's a wash. We don't we don't stand a chance of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and there's no use in uh, in putting you out there. You know, so I've been benched, and uh, you know, the news on the streets that you know maybe I had a shoulder problem, but the fact of the matter is, I just sucked. Yeah, you have COVID complications yeah. still. So uh, we're bringing in the rookie. So what's your story, rookie? My name is Colby Limpnicky DeCastro the third. I am 23. I'm a rookie out of uh, Pittsburgh State. I'm a quarterback. I used to be a former track star in high school, but I was caught blowing lines of Adderall in the bathroom before a meet and was relegated to only D2 scholarships. I threw for 3,500 yards and had uh, 1,200 yards rushing my senior year for the Gorillas, which is actually the Pittsburgh State's uh, thing. But after an off-field injury to my pelvis before the Senior Bowl, which may or may not have been a broken penis at a frat house, I went undrafted and was eventually picked up by the Patriots for their practice squad after Cam Newton uh, and my father threw the ball into the ground way too many times. <laughs> yeah, so you're uh, you're definitely... Uh, I'm Patriot uh, material, baby. Yeah, but you're an unsigned free agent, and uh, we're taking a total flyer on you. Uh-huh. But we like your speed. I might be a, a wide receiver in two weeks, but yeah, who knows? exactly. You're one of those, you know, jack-of-all-trades guys, you know. I wish I went to Bemidji State. All right. So, you know, considering this is your first start, you know, you're probably a little nervous. Uh-huh. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> so, you know, the game plan is to give you some real easy throws in the beginning. You're trying to get some confidence, get you in a rhythm. So the first question is, the movie starts off on a specific date. What date is that? Is it A, March 13th, 1988, B, July 17th, 1988, C, June 17th, 1988, or October 31st, 1988? I'm going to go with B, July 17th, 1988. You would be correct. Oh, my God. So, you know, you just had a little a flare out to the running back. I and, called it uh, audible. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Easy rookie. <laughs> We're yeah. not gonna unleash you with the audibles, okay? You know what? A, you know Belichick is pissed. Yeah, come on now. Okay, you're getting cocky. Whatever. All right. I was a D two legend. Okay, so. This next play, you know, we're 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 getting a little worried. They're gonna probably test you. They're gonna probably blitz you. Uh-huh. So we're just, you know, we're calling for like an easy little screen. We're hoping to catch them off guard. So the second question. There are a number of company decals shown on Canada's motorcycle. Hmm. Which one of the following decals do not appear? Is it A, Citizen, B, Canon, C, BMW, or D, Sony? I'm going to go with D, Sony. You would be correct. Oh, wow. How many yards did I just get of a screen pass well, to James White? Oh, yeah. We're definitely – that was probably like, you know – a good 15 yarder i got a and, chunk play yeah and we're probably like you know what we're around the 50 now so nobody's calling me limp dicky anymore dude yeah. i'm fucking making a name for myself romo is like impressed he's like whoa great start for the rookie i mean this is impressive you know perfect of i course. love romo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know after that you know we're we're trying to establish the run there's a couple of run stuffs and uh it's like third and nine and uh, the play sort of for like a back shoulder to the wideout. 
So we're going deep? No, no, no. Just back shoulder. We're looking for the first down. We're, we're, we're pretending to go deep, but then, you know, we, we stop. You have to throw a back shoulder. Okay, sure. To the left, to the wide out. Nicastro can make it. Absolutely. <laughs> At least we hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When Tetsuo is in the hospital for a second time, mm-hmm. while in his bed, three small characters appear crawling toward him. Mm. Which of these is not among the three? Is it A, a teddy bear? B, a rabbit, D, C, a dog, or D, a car? C, a dog. Yeah! First down! Back soldier, dude. Yeah. I didn't break my dick for nothing. I'm being, <laughs> I'm an NFL legend. I mean, we're opening the game. Fans are going wild. Yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking we might have our future quarterback. I feel All like of, it. After three plays. But anyways, we're desperate in New England right Believe now. the hype. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one is play action. You got to look off the safety, and we're looking for uh, you know you to hit the tight end on a seam route. I mean, we're going big on this one. Okay. This one, we're thinking we might score. All right, right out of halftime, oh, we're yeah. trying to get it. McDaniel's is saying, you know, this is bringing back you know the days of Gronk. Of course, Gronk's not here, but whatever. I miss you, Gronk. All right, the Esper Kyoko has a number tattooed on her hand. What number is that? Is it A twenty eight? B, 27, C, 26, or D, 25? D, 25. Touchdown! Oh, my God. The rookie is three for three. Oh, no. You're, you're, yeah, you're three for three with a touchdown on the opening drive. Wow. The stadium is just losing. Their, oh, well, there's nobody in the stands. But. Yeah. <laughs> they have the crowd noise going yeah, crazy. Yeah, the crowd noise is, you know, basically jacked up on this I'm one. showing my six-pack to the, uh, the touchdown cam at the end of the end yeah. zone. You know, we've gone to commercial, and they're, and they're now they're coming back with a clip of you know an interview with you, and yeah. everybody wants to know what's your name again. Uh, shit, uh, Colby Limp Nicky Nicastro the third. Limp Nicky. I mean, do you got a stash or anything, or are you you sport a huge beard? I think I think I have. I I think I look like Jonathan Limp Nicky, who was in Jerry <laughs> Maguire. That's why. That's how this character was essentially uh, brought together, but I have a little mustache. I'm not a full beard yet. I look like, who's the, the Chargers quarterback? Oh, um, oh, crap. Whatever. Hebert. Yeah. Herbert. I, yeah, I yeah. look like a little boy. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're only like, what, 23? Yeah, 22. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you start off quick. But, you know, the game got, you know, they, they're starting to get your number a little bit. You know, we're, we're trying to still, you know, run. We're not trying to put you in too many, uh, you know, difficult situations. But, you know, we're coming up on halftime. And uh, we're looking to get a score before the halftime. So we're going to okay. take a deep shot. Let me cook, coach. Yeah. Let me go deep. Yeah. yeah. They're not expecting it. So we're, we're, we're going to pull the, we're calling the deep one. Okay. So the question is, they attack Tetsu. With an orbital weapon, after they take his arm off, <laughs> he flies into the, into space to destroy it. There are numbers and there are letters and numbers displayed on the weapon. What are those um, numbers and letters? Is it A, CDC six seventy, B, S uh, SOL six forty, C SOL seven forty, oh, or D OSW seven forty. I'm going to go C. 
touchdown! Wow. Unbelievable! Nick Castro's taking his pants off. <laughs> he is just running down the field, jumping on his wide receiver. Everybody can't believe it. It's just Twitter like, is blowing oh, up. Oh yeah, just shocking the crap out of the cr- well. Yeah, Belichick is having the time of his life. Yeah. He thought he found the best quarterback yeah. undrafted with a broken penis. Yeah. So we're going into halftime. We've got the lead by a touchdown. It was I thought we already had halftime. What? I thought we have two touchdowns. I thought we were up 14-0. No, I'm, I'm saying that they, they scored themselves. Okay. We just didn't. Uh, but, you know, you put us up by seven at, at halftime. How many questions do we have left? Um, I need to win this game. This is the last one. Wow. So this is the scenario. You know, it was a little tough. You know, we there wasn't a lot of high scoring. Uh, somehow, you know, we muffed a punt. It wasn't really your fault. We they, they basically they're up six. Okay. We got the ball back. We're like, you know, in a two minute drill. You've basically been scrambling all over like a madman. You, uh-huh. You're you're you've got us down. I got smelling salts in my fucking face mask. Oh, I'm yeah. ready to go. You're just like you know everybody's amazed. You're, you're like the new. Uh, I'm the sensation. Yeah. I'm so, Kyler Murray-esque. Yes, exactly. So we're like three-yard line. Three-yard so, line? Yeah. One second left. It's just do or die. Oh, my God. This is the last play. You score because we're like six points down. You score. We score a touchdown. We just have to kick the extra point. We win the game. Hopefully, Falk doesn't fucking write it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Go at it. You just got to do your part. Hit me with the play, McDaniels. Yeah. So uh, we, we're calling for a pass play. Mm-hmm. But obviously they they decide to blitz. You're under heavy rush. You roll out. You're going sprinting for the pylon. It's gonna be close. Shit. So here's the question. Okay, feels like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie shows that Tokyo will be hosting Olympic Games. Which numbered Olympic is depicted? Is it A the 28th Olympic Games? B the 29th Olympic Games? C, the 30th Olympic Games, or D, the 31st Olympic Games? I'm going to high step into the end zone with number C. Yes! Wow, a perfect game. You didn't high step it, though. You reached out, you hit the pylon. I high stepped. Get get the hell out of here. I got some flair. All right, we'll give you the high step. Limp Nicky Castro III has all the swagger. I'm like Romo has, you know, know, people are just losing their shit. They're just like, this is the new sensation. You're probably going to be on ESPN tomorrow. Yeah. So you're the talk of the town. I'm the Tyler uh, hero of the NFL. I'm snarling, sending girls (laughs) DMs on Instagram. I'm going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping that you, uh, yeah, that we can rein you in and uh, maybe get you out there next year. Or no, you're you're probably in for the rest of the season. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I don't get banned for uh, maybe my PED problem. I don't know if I'm still using Adderall to some capacity, (laughs) but those smelling salts might might get me uh, a ding. Wow, that that was an impressive uh, game from you. I mean, you nailed every every question. I'll admit those weren't as hard as you know usually my questions are. Yeah. I usually put you in a yeah. in a bind. But. Well, like I said, you know, we were trying to be, you know, we weren't pr- trying to put the rookie in, a, you know, any kind of situation that uh, he couldn't handle. So, yeah. well, <laughs> it worked this time. But you know, maybe it, there's going to be some tough games down the road. You know, we're playing some good defenses, so we'll see what happens. Colby is coming for that, you know, rookie of the year award. So yeah. let me know. Let okay. me know if you're ready for me. <laughs> Uh, well, now that we are walking off the field, uh, I'm being carried by my teammates. I'm drenched in Gatorade, I can imagine. We're going to try to have a little would-you-rather in the uh, the locker room to uh, feel good about this win. 
Okay. Well, first question. Dad, would you rather be cryogenically frozen and wake up in whatever future period that you want, but you have to leave your family for the rest of their lives? So for the next however many years that Troy, uh, mom, and I would live, we, you have to pick some time period after that. Or acquire telekinetic powers, but you lose control of the growth of one part of your body each day. So you always are going to have your powers, but one day it could be your foot. One day it could be your fucking arm or your leg. Maybe one day you just got a huge ass dick, but you know, you don't have any sort of control over it. Yikes. It's a hard one to start this off. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it's just unlimited growth. I mean, you just like your, you know, let's, let's say that, you know, those like balls that, uh, you know, housewives or people working in an office will sit in to not sit in a chair. You know, like those big, like bouncy balls that yeah. you sit on. That's as big as anything is going to get, let's say. <laughs> and the reason I thought of that is because I pictured the, the South Park episode where Stan's dad is bouncing on his nutsack and it's yeah. about the same size. So that's how I pictured it. I feel like more than likely it's going to be your head. It seems like heads you know get big with Mm. telekinetic powers but my head's already pretty big so who knows um well the thing of it is oh man so i'm already dead basically because i was frozen but i wake up in a future time period you're not dead it's like a a fry in futurama like you happen to follow in a, a cryogenic freezing chamber and you just set the dial to whatever you want yeah but we can't be there at the end of it you know, I'm I'm gonna you know try to spend more time with you guys. I mean, hopefully it's just my pinky or something it just <laughs> yeah. explodes into this some freaking freakish thing. But you're calling into your boss, yeah. like, sorry, boss. Yeah. I know I've because uh, who I don't even know what a future time period would be like. It might be a hellscape. So yeah, that's true. You know, as long as I could like say, hey, you know, I'm back and uh, Dad's got his weird hand at, today. <laughs> yeah, don't look at my big <laughs> my big hand. <laughs> yeah, your big nose, big whatever. Yeah. That's fair. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I also think that's a pretty good point. Is like you don't really know what's gonna happen in the future, so unless you can go back into the cryogenic freezer thing and put yourself in a different time period after that, if you don't like it, that's the only way I'd probably maybe consider that. But that's that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, we also wouldn't be able to do the podcast anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> unless I can zoom into the past, that's true. I mean, that, that that's that's all it's about. Yeah, <laughs> recording a podcast for uh, the... my father has come back, and now we're podcasting again. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he has yes. telekinetic powers, as long as I don't have this big ass tongue or something, and I can't talk. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I guess that would be the worst. Just case unroll it like a carpet. Oh my god, that would be. Maybe that's an ASMR thing. You know, having a big tongue. Yeah. Uh, I have another question here. Would you rather be bullied relentlessly by a gang of school kids? So think stepbrothers when they make John C. Riley eat the white poop. So you just have a gang of kids just fucking pestering you all times of the day. Or be violently coached by your PE teacher for everything you do. So this is like your life coach. Like he's going to be sleeping in the other room where I usually sleep. He's going to wake up in the morning. If you take a sip of water, he's going to coach you on it. If you, you know... You know, kiss your wife. He's going to be like, well, you could have done something else. And then he's going to beat your ass if you don't do it. Oh, well. <laughs> he's going to make you run laps, do burpees. Yeah, but it's got to end at some point, right? I mean, until just... you're shredded. <laughs> until you're 
absolutely uh, cooking with a six pack abs. All right, no, I, I'll I'm down for that, man. You're down to get. Yeah, I mean, at the end, I'm shredded. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're always and down. To I be doing am just anything. not going to take shit from school kids. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, unless you're trying to fight them every day. Yeah. I almost did a question where you have to fight off, like, I don't know, a gang of kids. Oh, well, I guess it's the next, que- next question. <laughs> uh, would you rather be the leader of a death cult or fight a giant teddy bear to the death? So, with a death cult, obviously, you're going to be the leader. You get to make the choices. You get to decide where the money's going, who, I mean, you could do whatever you want with that. But with a teddy bear, is it doesn't have any vital organs. It is a, an anthropomorphic monster who is just coming towards you in the same way that the hallucination is. And you have to find some way to kill it before it gets you. So I have to, like, de-stuff it? Something like that. you got to figure out some way, but, you know, it ha- does have the advantage in the size and speed. But with a death cult, you have a life of leisure, but you do have to kill yourself in a Jonestown-type situation at some point. <sighs> Let's say after, like, five years. And all my followers? All my fault. Yeah. You you have to go out with the homies. Yeah. I don't want to go down in infamy like that. So whatever. I mean, a teddy bear, whatever. He's going to fight me. I mean, he can punch me. It ain't going to hurt. It might. I mean, he had that crazy snake arm, the hallucination is, but I guess that's not what the question is. <laughs> what happens if the giant teddy bear had a gun? <laughs> Would you fight him then? Yeah. It's a little different. No, he can't have a gun. Man. Yeah, okay, that, okay. that's not a fair fight. That is, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah, I'm right. gonna take on the teddy bear. I think that's probably what I would probably pick too. You know, you would hope that he doesn't pack a punch, but you never really know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you rather consume nothing but milk and dairy products for a calendar year? So it's not like you can just have a, a chicken cacciatore with some cheese on top. Like you're eating straight glass of milk with a hunk of uh pro, you know romano as your dinner for uh every day or wear shoes made out of lego blocks for the same time period so it's all in the same period of a year but you have to wear either shoes that will hurt like shit uh because lego blocks i don't know if you've ever stepped on a lego but infamously bad yeah or i guess just ruin your skin and just start drinking milk by the gallon yeah um no, I, I'm not gonna go. That dairy is that. That's gonna that's gonna be a killer. Yeah, I mean <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I think that you know over time your feet would get you know tough. And yeah, you'd probably be able to withstand those Legos. Yeah, the calluses I can imagine would probably start piling soon, up. Yeah. So you are going with the Lego feet? Yeah. I I think that's also the right answer. Dairy. I mean, it's just bad for my body. I, I mean, I get crazy eczema, so. Yeah, well, you know, in this family, we're not much. I can't remember the last time I had a glass of milk. I don't know if that's blasphemous, but. Uh, you know, I think not drinking a glass of milk just means that you're not 10 years old, but you probably <laughs> yeah. have as strong as bones as you need. Yeah. Uh, would you rather work as a spy with no formal training and try to infiltrate an enemy's headquarters to essentially acquire some sort of information from whatever, or have a council of 12 men decide everything you do. So what I mean by that is any decision that you make has to be litigated, talked about, argued over by uh, essentially a special council. So let's say you want to go get pizza. This Everybody in that group is going to argue about it. You want to do anything, they're going to argue about it. And whatever they decide is what you have to do. Or you risk your life trying to break into a, a Russian headquarters and, I don't know, stealing Putin's diary or something. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if there's a deadline or <clears throat> in terms of my, you know, because you could say, Oh yeah, I'm 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 doing the best I can to infiltrate that enemy headquarters, but I know, mean they're a, gonna parachute drop you into Moscow. Like uh, they you're there. Yeah. Like you have to do the mission. You can't just fucking put it off. <laughs> you can't just like, yeah, I'm I, into I, it. I, I can't CIA. go AWOL on this one, you know. They'll no, they're gonna the, track me down or... the CIA isn't just gonna be like, So have you infiltrated this <laughs> Russian base yet? Or like, no, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> no, just you know, hanging out in this Moscow bar here. Yeah. You know, I met some friends and I'll get to it sooner or later. I'm gonna uh, fucking bear on a unicycle. Seem like it's a good time to do this right now. Putin's under heavy, you know. Yeah, Putin had a heavy, bad day. Heavy guard today, you know. His Parkinson's. Yeah. Uh, wow. <clears throat> I don't know. I I guess. Jeez, oh, this twelve man council sucks too. Yeah. And they're all pissed. They're all want something else. That's the thing. Like they're all just gonna argue. And maybe you won't even get what you want at all, unfortunately. Well, maybe I can fool them, though, you know what I mean? Go for the opposite of what I want, you know, start doing playing some mind games with them. If you think you can, you know, psychologically deke these 12 men out, I'm sure you can try. But that's on you to be as clever. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to, you know, butt heads with the uh, the 12 men. You know, whatever. Okay. You're not going to get taken into a, a Russian gulag and sent no, to Siberia. No, that sounds deadly. You know, <laughs> these guys aren't looking to kill me. They're just trying to fuck up my life. So Yeah. I mean. Or they're just trying to get the best for everybody. They're they're working for the people. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, finally for our last would you rather, would you rather only have sex in public? So, you know, anytime you get the, the urge, you can't actually, you know, you would have to leave your house, go into a metropolis area or some... At least people are around, and then you could do it, or only travel by the sewer system. So you would find some sort of sewer grate, like your fucking Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and just jump down there and walk to work, walk to the grocery store, pop up wherever. Or you can only get freaky where everyone can see you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that scene in the in the movie. Yeah, where somebody's just getting you know second base right out in the. There's nothing right better on the park bench. That's that's pretty ballsy there's nothing better than a stranger seeing me get gucked by just some <laughs> random woman <laughs> if i can catch some second base uh at a, oh, in a public establishment man. it's a good day i mean you know the sex and public thing that's gonna get you in trouble if you're sneaky about it maybe i mean you could even you know it could be a show I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what kind of stamina you got, but maybe if you have some pyrotechnics. What, we're going to have sex on the street and then pass the hat? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you can ask for donations. What a way to make a living. Nice. You're essentially a porn star, but you're uh, like some sort of yeah, exhibitionist. Yeah. Well, maybe if it's not against the law, you know. I mean, probably the police will at least look for a little bit, but they're going to come in and kick your ass. Yeah. Just like you're a student protester. They're going to come around and beat you up. I mean, I, I think I could travel by the sewer system. I think I could, you know, put some waders on or something and mm -hmm. figure out a... I did say vehicles are allowed. So if, I guess if you could acquire some form of boat oh. and get it down there... Oh, you then could, absolutely. You want to start, yeah. <laughs> you know, it paddling It might actually be a better way to freaking travel, you know? No traffic. Yeah. I guess you're just, you know... You're, you've got the, the, the sewer system to yourself, you know. It's like, oh, no, no uh, you know, traffic jam down here in the sewer system today. Yeah, it's just the poop that you're trying to get past. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a couple rats, past. you know, whatever. But not a, not, no, yeah, I can do it. 
Okay. I don't know if you really know how bad the sewer system smells, but yeah. having sex in public is dope. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but every time? Yeah. What are you talking about? Every time a porn star has sex, they're they're in front of a whole crowd. You got to yeah, get your but mind. They're, they're also not every time they have sex. It's just when they're performing on the, in the movie. Um, you got to get your Dirk Diggler on. Maybe do a line. Actually, maybe that's not going to help with the, the hardness of the, the old uh, I don't know who's going to, you know you know be the one that prevents me from having sex anywhere else but in public <laughs> who's but... gonna stop you really <laughs> yeah. Am I under, you know continuous watch it's like hey, hey, hey whoa, whoa. Yeah. tame that erection boy yeah get outside right now they see you walk into the angles with a heart on he's like <laughs> get the fuck out you're not allowed to do that here anymore <laughs> uh, uh dad where do you see i guess this movie going where do you see the characters moving on we're playing a little bit of a, a ghibli all grown up I know Kaneda and uh, Kay and I think it's Kai is the other one. They yeah. all made it out alive. But wh- where do you see them going from there? Well, it's probably not really a, a grown-up thing. or It's more of a potential sequel or like this spin-off idea uh-huh. based in uh, the Akira's world. Because when I was watching the motorcycle stuff, I started like feeling like this was like The Warriors. Remember oh. the movie The Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with Canada. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So with Neo Tokyo, you know, is is in, in shambles again. And motorcycle gangs are now ruling the streets. Mm-hmm. And Kaneda hears that the leader of the motorcycle game in Osaka, who they're they're called the Osaka Drifts. Nice. They're you know, they've asked all the rival bike gangs to attend an organized gathering to propose a permanent Japanese wide truce an alliance that would allow the gangs to control Japan since they outnumber the police. Dope. Yeah. We're ruling by crime now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... As it should be. Yeah. Let the strongest (laughs) survive. (laughs) So, you know, basically we've got warriors in dystopian Japan. Okay. Okay, so during the gathering, someone assassinates the Osaka Drift's leader. Oh, shit. Because he's having, you know, can you dig it? And it turns out that uh, the leader of the clowns, they're the ones that committed the shooting. Mm-hmm. But of course, they, you know, you know, say that it was Canada's uh, gang uh-huh. that uh, did it because you know there's deep hatred between them. Uh-huh. So Canada's gang managed to escape, but the drifts put out a hit on them. And what ha- what ensues after is that Canada and his gang have to you know make it back to Neo Tokyo. They fight all these various motorcycle gangs, and you know who are trying to kill them for murdering the Drift's leader. And um, through it all, Canada they make it back, but of course the clowns are waiting for them. Scary. Yeah, yeah. And you know they're planning to end Canada's gang for good. Okay. So, you know, Canada and his gang, they, you know, they made it back. They're, they're sort of hanging out in their new, you know, bar hangout. And they're sort of relieved. They're like, oh, man, I can't believe we got through all those gangs, you know. And uh, all of a sudden they hear, Canada, <laughs> come out to play. Canada, come out to play. Of course, you know, they come out. There's this huge showdown between, you know, the clowns leader and Canada. Canada prevails. The clown leader, you know, is lying bloody on the ground. He's not dead. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the drifts show up. 
and they know now that the clowns had, you know, killed their leader. Mm-hmm. And their new leader tells Kaneda, you guys are good, real good. And Kaneda simply responds, responds the best. <laughs> then the drift leader responds, we'll take care of the rest. Wow. Yeah. And then the drifts around the clowns, and you hear the clown leader screaming in anguish as they descend on the gang. And the last shot is Kaneda and his gang riding off in celebration. I love that. That was, that was your best one. I was expecting there to be some form of an election, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to get away. I mean, apologize to the Warriors fans. I mean, that's a total ripoff of the, of the plot of the Warriors, but... I mean, I have a total ripoff of something else when I get into mine. Uh, all right. But it just felt like, you know, I'd, I'd love to see that movie. I think that would be pretty cool. I yeah. mean, you have to... Uh, that seems pretty plausible that it's just out, outright gang warfare. So why not? Why not Canada just getting back into it? Yeah. I, I mean, they're just bikers, man. They love to, you know, that's that whole, there's some kind of like, that's a reference to, there's like a biker subculture in Japan. Really? That, yeah, that Akira, um, I should have looked it up. It's okay. We barely do we'll, any we'll research. We'll bring that back up in notes and errata for next week. <laughs> yeah. We apologize to the biker gangs of Japan who hopefully won't come for us or won't meet us at the Ingles and beat us up like we're in the Yamadas. Uh, as for my Ghibli all grown up, I, I kind of had something a little bit different. I had Kaneda essentially leaving the gang life. I think he has, uh, been scared straight by this whole, you know, Tetsuo, uh, Tetsuo experience. And he starts up a bike shop. He tries to get straight in uh Neo Neo Tokyo, where I imagine they just rebuilt the city for a third time. He starts a relationship with Kay and this is all going why the, the city is still essentially fighting for a, a true, ideological center everybody is is at their each other's necks uh political strife is only exacerbated and, and k is still working with you know the revolutionary resistance movement but you know canada is all alone he's he's in this bike shop hoping somebody will, will do something buy something but he, he's starting to maybe suspect that k is cheating he's just getting in his own head and he also has experienced some, some form of uh, ptsd from his experience with the espers and being ostensibly traveled through time uh, or space as he was uh, trying to chase after Tetsuo. Tetsuo, excuse me. Um, depressed now with his uh, failing business and unsure that his girlfriend will uh, stay or not. Kaneda just gets back into the his old bullshit. He starts doing illegal street races. He gets back on the fucking capsule uh, usage. Maybe he just becomes straight up addicted. Starts fucking some floozies like that weird girl that he was hanging out with at the beginning. He's just, he's, you know, ruining his own life. Uh, and all the time, he starts hearing Tetsuo call from the other side. He's like, Kaneda, help me. Help me do something. Come on, Kaneda. So he's losing his mind. Uh, drug-addled and believing he's coming to the end, Kaneda is just becoming angry, angry and erratic. And after closing up the bike shop one night, he's just looking for trouble. He goes out, has a has a couple capsules he's chewing on. He starts a fight with uh, a stray member of the clowns. He just happens to be out, kills him with his bare fucking hands, just beats him up, beats him to shit, maybe takes a bat to his head, who knows. He commits some form of murder. Uh, hallucinating at this point and afraid. He's just taken off the deep end. He confesses to Kay what he's done. And Kay just gives him the thing. It's like, you should turn yourself in, you know? Remember that time you told me? <laughs> Why don't you just turn yourself in, Kaneda? Uh, but she's she's essentially done with this. You know, you can see it in his eyes. He's He's gone off the capsules. And she leaves him. Uh, but distraught 
and uh, essentially following the visions of these espers and Tetsuo in his uh, drug-addled mind, Kaneda stumbles to his bike and tries to leave the city and essentially starts somewhere anew. He, he doesn't want to try to make this work in Neo-Tokyo anymore. But as he nears the perimeter of the city, seeing the wide open spaces of the unmolested Japanese landscape, Kaneda is killed in a drive-by shooting uh-huh. by, <laughs> by one of the members of the clouds with, uh, with a shotgun. And uh, the camera pans away on the image of Kaneda's classic motorbike in flames, which is a straight-up rip-off of uh, Easy Rider. (laughs) (laughs) The ending is, I don't know about the actual story, I haven't seen it, but I I know what the ending is, so. Man, that's some of your darkest... I don't know if it's my darkest. I, I've had some pretty awful Have stuff. You? Yeah. I remember suggesting, at least in a, in a subplot, that whatever happens with Manchester by the Sea, I can't even remember <laughs> <laughs> what movie that was. That's right. But I said, oh, it was uh, it was uh, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. I say that um, the senpai burns, <laughs> burns the girl and his family in a house fire. That's my darkest. Did you? Wow. I don't remember that, but I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Yeah. yeah that is dark. Burns that- his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suggest the good ending first, and like, well, I actually changed my mind because originally it was going to be a Manchester by the Sea thing. But it's funny how we've both taken like you know prior movies and sort of you know twisted them into this Akira world. Hey, I mean, it, you, it works though. You learn from Akira itself. Yeah. Akira is based on the Tetsujin. 28. I feel that if uh, Satoshi Kon was still alive, that you know this is something that maybe he could have tackled. I don't know if that's blasphemous to. Yeah, Let, let's just take it out of Tomo's hands. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a genius. Start a controversy right now. <clears throat> of all the controversy we could have started, I don't think it's the craziest thing to say that Satoshi Khan could have directed this movie, but <laughs> I think I said something much worse every other episode. Uh, now we're just jumping right into put him on the Rushmore. We're, we're, we're trying to talk about one of the best anime movies of all time yes. in different contexts. We're trying to put it up against the best of the best and see where it lands. <laughs> Because so, we are the gatekeepers. We are the gatekeepers. We are uh, no longer allowing the whitewashing to go on in Hollywood. We're yes. doing our best. We're doing our best, as you will soon find out. Yeah, uh, we, we we we're trying to change our ways. Not we, not our ways, but Hollywood ways. Yeah, I'm not. Don't put me and Harvey Weinstein in the same fucking yeah. room. That's not oh, the same damn, thing. No, <laughs> I'm not asking anyone that, for that head for brutal. a role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first, Rushmore, best telekinetics. Does Tetsuo beat out Carrie White, who was a uh, sissy Spacek and uh, from Carrie, Andrew Detmer, played by Dane Tehane in uh, Chronicle, Jean Grey, played by Famke Jensen, what a crazy name, from uh, X-Men, or Matilda from Matilda. And a few honorable mentions, I had Mewtwo from Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, Darth Vader from Star Wars, Lucy, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson in Lucy, Neo, uh, Keanu Reeves in Matrix, E.T. from E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Sid the Kid from Looper, and uh, Professor X, who is Patrick Stewart, obviously, in the X-Men. Does Tetsuo get into the best telekinetics, Rushmore? This one's easy. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Who are you taking off? I am not familiar with Matilda, but I'm thinking she was a good telekinetic person. Yeah, it was just one of those classic movies. She's like a little girl who acquires telekinetic powers after her father, who I believe is Danny DeVito, is just a, a, a raging mean guy. Yeah. But but is she mean? No, she's a nice girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's a nice little girl. I mean, he he's definitely up there. And Carrie White... You know, in in Carrie, 
yeah exploding people like yeah. setting things that movie is is one of my favorites actually the the brian de palma one right? yes i saw the remake and that movie was shit no you can't that's a movie you should not remake yeah i did not watch the remake but i didn't know carrie is a classic as far as i'm concerned sissy spacek man that was a good movie I'm pretty sure when I saw the remake, I only went to essentially play tonsil hockey with some girl when I was in like <laughs> a freshman. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I wasn't going there for the uh, right reasons. It brings back memories of tonsil hockey. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always trying to re- reach into the, the delves of your memory. So you're putting them on there. Yeah, absolutely. And you're taking off Matilda? Yeah. All right. Bye-bye, Matilda. I'm not going to tell you to. Just like Uma Thurman, I, I respect you because you're a, I think a he sort of paved the way for all telekinetic you know, characters. That I mean, that's a that's. I'm not sure true. when Carrie came out, but I don't think it was in. Uh, it might have been it? in the eighties or the seventies. Yeah. I mean, whenever Stephen King came out with that book, it probably was like five years later, maybe. But that's neither here nor there. We finally uh, we have one of the top spots for our man Tetsuo. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, another you know Tetsuo entry, best big heads. Does Tetsuo beat out Megamind? From Megamind, played by I believe Will Ferrell, uh, Beldar from the Coneheads by uh, I think Dan Aykroyd, Commander Worf uh, in Star Trek in the Star Trek movies. I don't know who played him, or Jimmy Neutron and Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius with his his beautiful peanut shaped head and his quaff of hair. <laughs> uh, we have a few honorable mentions. It's Rocky Dennis in the mask who could have been on the best big heads, and I I almost put him up there. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, John Merrick and the Elephant Man. I am a human being! <laughs> uh, Hector Hammond in Green Lantern, Beavis and Beavis and Butthead uh, do America. Pennywise and It, which is a pretty strong album to mention. And then Mr. Mackey from South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Does Tetsuo get on to the best big head Rushmore with his uh, five head? No, he does not. No, he's not. His head's not that big. No, no. It's not Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. It's not Worf, Beldar, or Megamind. So. But at the same point, the Elephant Man, I don't know, man. I think you got to... Who are you taking off for the Elephant Man? Yeah, but Commander Worf, he he had a big head, but I don't... It wasn't Elephant Time? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Jimmy Neutron, I don't know if he's deserving of Oh, come on. Here. Jimmy Neutron is... I should have put him number one. Megamind can eat my ass. Jimmy Neutron is the number one in my heart. Really? I love Jimmy Neutron. Because what else do we got here? Uh, Beavis, no. Have you seen Green Rocky Lantern? from The Mask. <sighs> he maybe has a, is a real bid. Yeah. And his head is huge, so... I mean, he's also, you know, because I might be inclined to take Beldar off. I mean, the Coneheads are, you know, back in my days, but yeah, and that was a funny character. But so taking off Beldar and then putting on, you're gonna do the Elfin Man, John, John Merrick. Merrick. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're all we're you all... gotta love that one. I am not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cornered in the bathroom. Being... <laughs> I, that was uh, I want to I want to have to watch that movie again. Uh, moving on. Now that we've re- reestablished the Rushmore, we Pennywise too, though. That's yeah, Pennywise. Hit. I really wanted to do, but he was the. I, I actually, I just don't like those movies. Period. So I'm the sorry. it movies you're not a fan of. <clears throat> As a gate, what you don't like the the it no, movies? No, I, I keep wanting to like them, but I don't. 
I don't mind the first one. I never watched the second one. I, I was brought in by the, the the chance to see Finn Wolfhard just flex his actor <laughs> muscles, but, you know, <laughs> shout out to Finn. Uh, best movie motorcycles. Does Canada's motorcycle beat out the Hell Cycle from Ghost Rider, written by the one and only Nicolas Cage, uh, the Light Cycle in Tron and Tron Legacy, the Bat Pod from The Dark Knight, or Dread's Lawmaster from Dread? And I have a couple of honorable mentions. I have the Terminator's Harley Davidson Fat Boy, Trinity's 2001 Ducati 19, or excuse me, 996 in The Matrix Reloaded, Brando's Thunderbird 6T in The Wild One, The Bride's Yellow Kawasaki ZZR 250 from Kill Bill, and the Easy Rider American, or the American Chopper and Easy Rider. Does Canada's motorcycle get onto the best movie motorcycles of all time? Wow, this is it's just difficult because there's a lot of good motorcycles here. I don't know if I'm qualified to uh, to rate them because you don't know anything about hogs. <laughs> I know I've never owned a motorcycle, so yeah. you know I feel like I'm not. Well, consider it just maybe like how cool it is. Yeah, at the very least. Well, the light cycle is, I think, based off of. Or the other way around, I think. I think the he had based somewhat of Canada's motorcycle on the Tron. Oh, was it off the, the other way around? Yeah, because oh, Tron I thought came Tron... out in 82. I oh. It's a pretty good, uh, cool motorcycle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to just defer to you. Uh, I'm going to straight up just take off Dread because I never saw Dread. And, uh, you know, S- Sylvester Stallone has never really hold a lot of weight in my heart. Uh, but Canada's motorcycle is just dope. So, sorry, Dread, you could you could fuck right off, <laughs> Rushmore. Yeah, I, I I don't know anything about Dread's Lawmaster. Have you seen Dread? Yeah, you mean is that with Stallone? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know they did it again. I don't yeah. remember. I don't know anything about the remake. Of course, I've watched a lot of movies and I have a hard time <laughs> recalling what the hell was in them. But yeah, <laughs> whether you're sleeping or not. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, (laughs) I might have a legacy of falling asleep halfway through half these movies. Hey, I can actually remember going to the movie theater with you kids, you know, to watch some of your movies and basically falling asleep in them. (laughs) Taking a kid to the movies is the best. Which is not the greatest parenting uh, aspect of my, uh, you know, here I got my two kids and I'm, you know, sort of zonked out in the movie theater. So. Well, you could have lost us in some sort of other place, which I know you did, so yeah. it wasn't the worst thing you did. We're not going to talk about that. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. If I did lose you, it was just mere minutes. Yeah, nobody needs to know. There was no extended period of time where... You didn't lose me in such a way that I can't be here making this podcast with you, so <laughs> that's the very... Anytime least. you lose track of your kids, it definitely brings on extreme panic, and I've experienced that, but... Um, they all had happy endings. Yeah, we all we all turned out all right. Yeah. I'm a drug addict, and, and Troy is <laughs> <laughs> and Troy is just the most handsome person I've ever seen. So yeah. that works out. Uh, finally, last entry on the Rushmore, the four of four, best sci-fi cities. Does Neo Tokyo beat out Blade Runner's Los Angeles, 23rd Century New York City in The Fifth Element, Neo Soul in Cloud Atlas, or Cloud City in Star Wars? And the honorable mentions are uh, the Ghost in the Shell's Japan or whatever city I can imagine. It's probably Tokyo. Um, Minority Reports, Washington, D.C., Coruscant Coruscant uh, from Star Wars, Capital City in The Hunger Games, or uh, Metropolis in Metropolis, or Zion in The Matrix. 
does Neo Tokyo get onto that tippy top? Does it get onto the Rushmore? No, I'm. Not. I mean, they only really showed one scene where you sort of got a a feel for. At least that's all I remember. The city is not like prominently featured. In no, such a I way. mean there is some stuff where they're showing, you know, sort of what do they call them, um, holograms, stuff like that. But, they don't have flying cars. <clears throat> no, they don't. Yeah, but if, it's only 2020. 2019. 2019. Yeah, but also I guess it was 30 years in the future from when they made it or something like that. So they were ambitious, but they weren't too ambitious. Yeah. So I so it make that. at least they were. They didn't get overly ambitious in terms of the technology because we obviously don't have flying cars yet. Yeah. The long, you know, that that's always been the, you know, where are the flying cars? We've been asking ourselves, yeah, Elon, where's the flying car? Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to send people. Give a shit about electric cars, man. I want the flying cars. Why are you going to send people to the fucking Mars when you could just be giving us flying cars, you rich yeah. bitch? <laughs> I can never understand the the why we want to go to Mar- I mean, hey, it would be a great accomplishment, but if we really think we're going to like pop, you know, basically put a colony on Mars, we have Earth. Yeah. It's- but there's bragging rights, really. Like you're going to like, you know, you go to the UN meeting, you kind of like bump arms with China. It's like, I took a I mean, our fucking astronauts took a shit on Mars. Yeah. What did you guys do this year? No, but no, let's bail on Earth. We've already got, you know, an atmosphere, and we're going to try to recreate something on Mars. Ain't going to happen, but yeah. whatever. Maybe in a that. Cowboy Bebop uh, yeah. world where they can actually make an atmosphere, but we're, we're not there just yet. <laughs> yeah. Where we are right now, though, is where we're right in the, the smack dab middle of a live-action Netflix recast because this movie is hot and ready to come out. I it know is. that Taka Watiti had a chance, but we're done waiting for him. We're going to go about it our own way. We're going to pitch a live-action Netflix recast. Dad, first off, who do you have as your Akira uh, Akira director? I wanted to say Akira, but I backed out of the last minute. Uh, who do you got? I mean, I'm thinking Ridley Scott. Yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, Blade Runner, it seems like a no-brainer. I mean, he, he I, I would think he'd want this, but obviously he's – I mean, this – Tiaka Watiti. Taika? Taika? Yeah, Watiti. What did he, oh yeah, Jojo Rabbit? Come on, man. Of I mean, course he did the Thor stuff, but I, think, I mean, whatever. I mean, hey, he could probably do a good job, but. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what he would do if he does get to the be that director, but who knows who he's going to take mean, it away. I mean, Ridley Scott could probably kill this, but. I think Ridley Scott's a good choice. You know, the, the Blade Runner pedigree is pretty hard to beat. I had Justin Min who was uh, the director for a couple of Fast and Furious movies, and he also did Star Trek Beyond. We're working with some high-octane shit right now. We're, you know, people on bikes, zooming around. We need uh, somebody who can keep up, and yeah. I think Justin Min is going to... Yeah, that's that's a pretty good pick. He was also already considered for the role, so I'm not really thinking of anything original. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that is So neither. he was in the running for the, the, the true... Recast? I, I think so. I think maybe if Taika is going to back out, maybe they're going to you know weasel their way back into Justin Min's life and ask him whether he wants to do it or not. Dad, who did you have as your Kaneda? All right. Well, you know we're we're looking for people of Asian descent here. Yeah. No more whitewashing. Yeah. Or at least <laughs> not this episode. <laughs> we're bringing a new a new era. Yes. To the podcast. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, I had P- Chris Pang, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in Crazy Rich, 
rich Asians. There's the wine talking. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's Angels? Yeah, he was also in Charlie's Angels. Yeah. So uh, I think he could do a good job. There is a there is a way of going about this casting is like whether to actually cast kids or cast people who are, you know, you're probably not going to find too many good actors who are not in their 30s. Yeah. Well, that was a thing, too. Is like, I think, yeah, is he maybe mid-30s? He's uh, about 35. Yeah. And I'll get into what my, you know, yeah. choices, ages are. Uh, for my Canada, I had a couple of picks, and I, I really tried to think of this in a 360 type of way. <clears throat> Maybe my, my first pick would be uh, Ryan Potter, who is uh, Beast Boy in the Teen Titans. He's not, I mean, I, I think he's in his 20s. I also had uh, Manny Jacinto, who was in The Good Place, and he kind of played a, a dumbass in the show, but I think he has more range. Um, if they were going to, you know, if they really wanted to cast this movie in America, I can't imagine it being a white kid, but... I do like uh, Jahi Diallo Winston. He played in uh, the Charm City Kings. I mean, that was a, a pretty good movie, but it was all about, you know, kids driving motorcycles and shit like that. So yeah. maybe that would be right up his alley. Or if there's just any chance that Steven Yeun can just slip in at 36 and play a 16-year-old Canada, then yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put my stamp of We need on Steven Yeun in this movie. I need Steven Yeun personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Where is Steven? Yeah, what is Steven doing right Come now? Come on, man. Come on the podcast. Bring Mr. him in. Mr. Yoon, I need I need to know. I mean, he has a huge fan base. I mean, come on, Walking Dead. I mean, yeah. people love that guy. The only Asian man to pipe on national television, as I've said before. Yeah, I mean, uh, that factoid you brought to light, I, I mean, hey, that says it all. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, he, he's... He's yeah. laying pipe. Why isn't he in more pictures? I don't understand. Maybe they're intimidated by him. I don't know. I would be intimidated by Steven Yeun. Uh, who did you have as your Tetsuo? Oh, uh, you are... Uh, how do you spell his name? You are in? Yeah, I believe so. From Burning? Yeah. That is... you. We hit the same exact pick, yeah. and I think that is perfect because... Yeah. The way that uh, UIN plays in Burning, I mean, that character becomes deranged by the end of it, obviously. Yes, exactly. But I, I just, I can see him. I can see him with the red cape. He's got kind of like some gangliness to him. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. He would be perfect. And if Yoon could play, you know, Kaneda. Yeah. Yeah. It would have that matchup yeah. with Burning. The, the Burning, yeah. Burning crossover. Yeah. Uh, for my Tetsuo is another option aside from uh, Yo. I had uh, Wu Sik Choi. Who is in uh, Parasite? Yeah, he was the uh, the the son. Yeah, I like that. He's he's just another really talented actor. I think he's got the range. Yeah, it would just be fun to see somebody really step into that Tetsuo role and just go crazy. And I think probably our first pick would be uh, would do it justice. Yeah. Who did you have as your K? I had uh, Sonoya Ma- Mizuno. 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 She was in Et, uh, Ex Machina. I love that that movie. I think she's also in Devs too, right? In Devs? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't even. She damn. got her. She has her hair cut really yeah. short in that show. But I think this is probably better than any of my picks. You are absolutely on your bullshit this week because <laughs> I love this pick for Kay. She, I mean, it kind of even looks like her. Yeah. So I think that's perfect. Uh, I was all over the place. I kind of had a, a spray of people who might work. I really like the idea of Sydney Park just because I like her in Walking Dead. I think she's a very talented actress, and I think she'd be able to give a little bit of that grit that Kay needs as a, a resistant agent for whatever she's doing. Uh, I had a, a little bit of an unknown 
actress from Jackie Lay or Lai. Uh, she's in V Wars, and I believe she's going to be starring in some sort of Lifetime Christmas movie coming out soon. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like the look of her. Also, I had uh, Naomi Scott, who is an Aladdin as Jasmine, and uh, Karen Fukuhara, who is uh, featured in The Boys and Suicide Squad. But I, re- I really, really like your Sonia Mizuno. I think that's yeah, probably think, right I mean, on that's the that's really the, the home run. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh, damn. I can't believe I didn't stumble upon it. Like, I did my goddamn best, but you fucking <laughs> stole that shit for sure. <laughs> yeah. She's perfect. Who did you have is your Colonel Shikashima? I had trouble with this one. I mean, the guy has a distinctive look, and the you know it's like I'm and the the closest I could come in terms of it was Daniel Day Kim. I mean, part of the not fucking around crew. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely give him that haircut, and man, he, he you know he just has that square jaw, and uh, I think he could you know do justice to that the part. I I also thought Daniel Day Kim was a, a ringer. I think that's a perfect pick. I mean. You just don't want to mess with the colonel. You don't want to mess with Daniel Day Kim. Uh, a few other options just for posterity. I had Ken Watanabe, who was actually considered for the role. He was offered, apparently. Yeah, when I saw that one, I was like, man, that that's a pretty good pick right there. He he seems to be the de facto... I mean, he's just in a lot of roles like this, so I, I think he wouldn't be too far reach. Uh, I also had Brian T., who was in Chicago Med and uh, Tokyo Drift and... The picture that I included has him with a mustache, and just from what I found, I couldn't find a lot of these actors with mustaches. So, you know, Brian T., look at you. Also, if we're going to be going with uh, Jahi, I would also love to see Idris Alba as uh, Colonel Shikishima. I don't know. I mean, I, I just like Idris Alba as that, you know, bulky, strong Colonel kind of guy. Yeah. So I, I think that you would You need an there. imposing figure. I yeah. mean, he, he needed to, but... Nothing yeah. is more imposing than Idris Elba. <laughs> no, he, he, that would work. <laughs> Who did you have as uh, Dr. Onishi? Well, again, I've brought back James Hong. James Hong. Is he alive? And he is. Okay. He, the thing is, it's crazy. He's like 91 years old. Wow. But he's still he like making pictures. I mean, he actually has something coming out in like 2021 or something. Really? Because when I first saw him, I'm like, oh my God, he's 91. He's probably out of pictures. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I looked at, you know, that is IMDB and it's like, yeah, he's still, he's still working. So I'm like, well, damn, I'll throw him in here. Yeah. Fuck it. And I mean, the last time I brought him up, I was like, I don't know who the hell he is, you know, stupidly. I mean, and then of course he was, I think his, probably his biggest role was in Big Trouble in Little China. Uh And then I found out interestingly that he uh, voiced many of the characters in the original Godzilla movie. Voiced in what way? Like I don't know, but it just said that he was the voice in characters from that the original Godzilla movie. Which I mean, you know, he's got a huge Japanese pedigree right there. I mean, he must be famous for that shit. That's fine by me. Godzilla, yeah, (laughs) Godzilla. You know, when you look at the character, you know, you can put a mustache on him and uh, yeah. I but he's just he, an older dude. I mean, you know, I think he could play a good, you know, Onishi. I think that's a good choice. I think mine is one of my better choices I've ever picked. Uh, even though Dr. Onishi isn't, you know, a big role. I had a Troy Mean Seek, or Sick, uh, who played in Old Boy, and he was also featured in Lucy. But, I mean, he's an incredible actor. I don't know if anyone has seen Old Boy. I don't know if you've seen Old Boy, but he's overqualified to be playing Dr. Onishi. So 
he would have to essentially just be uh, being kind to even show up. Yeah. He's an incredible actor. Yeah. He, uh, just looking at your, you know, your, your photo of him, he would be an awesome pick. And he's got, he's got the base of a mustache. You let that thing grow out a little bit, grow your hair. (laughs) He's got it. It's all about the stash. It really, most of the time it is. Even with the I know. Well, that was the thing. I was trying to find that stash, but. Yeah. Maybe you got to just. I like, mean, and, you know, come on. They can put a stash on anybody, so. Yeah. We, we have the technology. Yeah. Uh, who is your cowrie? I had Kelly Marie Tran, who was Rose in Star Wars. Which I think is a perfect pick. It is. You fucking just killed it this I week. Know. You know what? And I didn't even, I was, at first I was thinking, man, I was going to have trouble. Because, you know, obviously I don't have a lot of knowledge about Asian actors and uh-huh. stuff. But, you know, uh, you know, as you start looking and I, <laughs> I mean, I just kept stumbling on these picks. I was just like, they were just popping up. And I was like, even the, you know, for uh, Kay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And here she is. Yeah, I mean. Rose in Star Wars. We, it just feels so good not to whitewash a movie. And then <laughs> it the, does. Whatever we'll do next week, we'll just make it fucking <laughs> super Caucasian. But yeah, Kelly Marie Tran, I think, is a is an incredible choice for uh, Cowrie. I mean, this movie is just falling right into place. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the cast. Really, honestly, we should send this right. We should send this document to Hollywood. Right to Warner Brothers. I mean, yeah. And we're like, hey, if you guys are having trouble, man, we've we've killed it. Yeah. Maybe Warner Brothers listened to our podcast. Hopefully yeah. uh, interned or something. And now we, we've basically dubbed ourselves as the gatekeeper of, you know, the casting. Uh, yeah. We're not all... we're not Weinstein, but we're we're, we're better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, we're not asking for favors. No. Uh, for my Kauri, I had two choices. I had uh, Kutsana Shioli, who was in Deadpool two in The Outsider, uh, and you also had uh, Lana Condor, didn't you? Or was that me? For who? For Kauri? Because I only picked Kutsana. For uh, who did I have? No, I don't. No, I didn't pick anyone else. Oh, well, that might have been me. Uh, but I, I I, guess I also had Lana Condor, who I, I featured in a couple other picks, but I think she's a, I think she's a pretty good actress. She's got just some soft features, and Kauri is she getting pushed around in this movie, so I hope better things for yeah. uh, Lana or uh, Kelly Marie Tran. I mean, it's not a huge part, so it's like... Honestly, for Kelly Marie Tran to be you know, criminally misused in the Star Wars movie and then getting her shit kicked in as Carrie <laughs> is kind of rude, but, you know, she she's doing the thankless jobs, and I appreciate her for it. <laughs> uh, did you have anyone for uh, Ryu? No, I didn't, because, I mean, I just looked at your picks, and I said, I mean, this character, to me, was just one of those ones that... Yeah. I, I didn't bother pulling up any of the other members of uh, Kaneda's gang, and Ryu is featured in such a way that I, I felt like I should at least put somebody, but I had Song Kang, who was in uh, Fast and the Furious, and I also had Will Yun Lee, who was in The Good Doctor and The Wolverine, so either they just, you know, tough-looking dudes... I don't know if they can grow mustaches. Maybe it looks like Will Yoon Lee has a little bit more of a, a basis, but I believe in both of them. Uh, for the next three, I mean, these children, these impossible to cast espers. Uh, I <laughs> That's why I just, you know, took a pass on them. I mean, you had something there and I'm like, yeah, that's good. Because, I mean, obviously they're going to have to be like, 
maybe even CGI or, yeah. or you know. Or just children with crazy Some serious makeup. So, I mean, you, you could almost throw anybody in there. So Yeah. I mean, I did the first one because I really wanted to try. For Takashi, I had Ian Chen, who was fresh off the boat, who was featured on a previous episode. And I, I just felt like he needed another chance. <laughs> uh, then for Masaru and Kyoko, I had uh, Boss Baby Trump. So maybe you get, you know, now that Donald is unemployed, maybe he's going to go back into Hollywood, get a little CGI and sit in a chair. That is freaking hilarious. <laughs> you like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> he is the boss, baby. And the thing is, he had that little thing that, I mean, that sort of brings up Baby Yoda. Yeah. You know, his little uh, vehicle that he drove around. The hover pod. Yeah. And then we have uh, me and my dad watch anime favorite, Madeline McGraw as Kyoko, yeah. who I'm sure... She's part of my freaking, you know, I'm the uh, her designated uh, agent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you called in straight to Netflix and said, oh, if yeah. you don't cast Kyoko as, uh, or Madeline McGraw as Kyoko, then... Any girl actor, I mean, she's first in line. Yeah, apparently on this podcast. I mean, yeah. As the default, as we continue to do these and children are increasingly hard to cast... Uh, let, let's just have her as the default, which is fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline! Come on the pod. Actually, no, you're like 10. <laughs> Nothing to say no, to us. she's not allowed on the pod. Yeah. <clears throat> she's got to get a little older. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've reached that part of the podcast, Dad. It's the last call. I've finished my glass, and it looks like you've just about finished yours. Uh, we should yeah, finish well, our Yeah, I've had up. two glasses. I've also had about two classes. So oh, really? I'm going to drive home in a very dangerous situation. No, you're not going to. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to get me a cup of coffee and make me yeah. calm down. Any uh, questions for the director? Anything you wanted to ask or bring up before we go? Um... Well, I was just questioning, what was, why did the kids, well, why were they getting old? Was it? That was my question too. I mean, maybe it was just the drugs. I don't know. We've seen plenty of older people just look like shit after abusing drugs and maybe whatever they were hopping these kids up with made their skin just go to shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess, how did they even acquire these abilities? I mean, they showed them as like kids and then they were, you know... Yeah, performing good... experiments on them and yeah that's you a know good they point. had the flashback ah maybe radiation or something i don't know I, I really there's no answer in the movie maybe there is in the manga but uh, and uh i actually heard that there he's working on a sequel yeah it's gonna be a tv series isn't it oh i don't know if it's gonna be a tv series i just heard that there was a sequel and i don't know if it's based on because where do they go you know what i mean where does akira the three espers, mm -hmm. Tetsuo, they basically create a new universe. Yeah, I mean, Tetsuo becomes, I guess, uh, fully actualized as some form of god in a different time sphere. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you probably can't have Tetsuo on the show, but yeah, I, but I, I, I mean, I think I thought that they said that maybe they were going to explore that at you know aspect of the movie mm -hmm. or where they go or maybe that world. I don't know. I think it had something to do with the unexplained or excuse me, the untapped in information in the manga because there's whole storylines that they cut out. There's characters that are not involved. So maybe maybe they're going to get into that. Yeah, uh, I that was my question, too. So I, I guess we can just jump right into notes and errata. I guess. Is there any apologies we want to make anything we want to 
essentially absolve ourselves from uh, <laughs> before we really say goodbye? Yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> I know I uh, brought up Scott Atkins. Okay. He's part of my crew. <laughs> Your and, representation? Uh, I got to I mean, sadly, <laughs> I couldn't really, you know, I want to give Scott his due. And um, as far as his best-known movie, he was in Doctor Strange mm-hmm. as the character Lucian. And all I can say, <laughs> he's got quite a resume of directed video and TV appearances. I mean, this guy is prolific. Direct-to-TV movies sounds like being the smartest idiot. That doesn't sound like, you know... It's funny, too, because he has a movie that he actually produced and actually was a screenwriter on something. And, wow. uh, of course, now... Modern-day Orson Welles. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, I mean, li- literally in 2020, he has no less than five direct-to-video classics. <laughs> classics? Yeah. Deemed by whom? Which include Deck Collectors, Legacy of Lies... Seized, Dead Reckoning, and Max Cloud. I have no idea what these movies are. Yeah, but you're, you're not going to get some <laughs> commercials about those. All I can say is, Scott, man, I believe in you. You're my boy, Scott. Yeah. I'm bringing you in. As your agent, as his agent, maybe you should be working a little bit harder to get him a, an actual mainstream role. Yeah, I tried on this one, but I mean, you know, we're we're getting away from that, you know, we're trying not to get canceled. <laughs> yes, exactly. So don't worry, Scott. I got you. I got you pegged in the future, man. Hang on. Yeah, we're we're waiting till uh, maybe our next episode. You're gonna have your big break in some one of these anime, you know, recasts. So. Yeah, when we have Michael Bay as the director. Yeah, <laughs> Madeline McGraw as a oh, little yeah. girl. All the the oh, usual. It's gonna suspects. be epic. I mean, when Michael Bay comes on, and it's just it's gonna be. Could Michael Bay have directed this movie? Uh, I actually maybe wouldn't have a problem with that i mean considering how mean the male characters are to the females i think michael bay would love yeah. to adapt this uh adapt this screenplay now that you i mean i'm even surprised that i haven't brought that up it's okay we got to save that for you know every once in a while that's yeah. that, michael bay is in itself a fine wine yeah. we can't we can't spend it all is what is michael working on he made a covid19 movie he made a movie about the pandemic which is stupid are you serious? Dead ass. If you are, if it's you're, a documentary. No, no, no. It's oh, a, movie, a movie, a fictional movie about the COVID nineteen pandemic. Oh man, he's trying to bank on freaking the COVID. Yeah, or something. I like was that. wondering actually who would you know because you wondered who was really going to try to address that. That's a tough subject. <laughs> if, it hasn't played out yet. No, but also if you're a creative person and your first thought is I should make a movie about the COVID nineteen pandemic, you should. Maybe just whatever writing device you're working on is you should throw it out the window. because Who's actually bankrolling something like that? I, I think he's probably got a lot of money from the Transformers universe. I, I, I don't really. <laughs> he's personally dipping into his own money. I think well, he's he funding this it. movie. He actually, when, uh, remember the movie Bad Boys? Yeah. Oh, he, he actually, did have a big. Uh, yeah. yeah. He actually had to like use his own porsche or something like that oh really in the movie yeah because he was trying to cut costs so i mean it's not cutting beyond... costs by using your own porsche yeah, that seems it, like an oxymoron yeah he, it's not beyond him to you know maybe fund his own movie but i don't i wouldn't touch that yeah i wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole that's crazy mr grinch come on uh for me i guess i just want to straight up apologize to john cho i guess i didn't put enough respect on his name when we had the cowboy bebop episode because I watched the uh, Harold and Kumar Christmas special the other day, the Christmas movie with Amir Blumenfeld. 
Uh, and I, I mean, I was also fucking high, so I had a great time. <laughs> and I just forgot that John Cho is just a cool dude. Like, he's just really cool. And he's That's funny. the funny thing. If you watch a movie when you're high, you have a lot more respect for it after that. Yeah. I, 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 I almost wrote John Cho a, a letter, but I didn't. I, I decided to do it here on a more public forum. I didn't want to be so private about my, <laughs> my shame. Uh, I actually was like wanting to put John Cho in this, but I, I mean, I felt him. like he, you know, he was already pegged for Cowboy Bebop and it was like, come on. Now. Well, he's got a torn ACL. He can't even fucking act in one of the Cowboy Bebop movies. So what? He's got a torn. Well, that's what I keep saying. Oh, he had some form of knee injury that sidelined him for seven to nine months, which stopped the production. So maybe it was an ACL. Maybe he, uh, maybe he did a Clay Thompson. Who knows? I, I don't know. Wow, we've got some serious uh, live actions, you know, coming. I mean, I don't know if Akira is ever going to get made, but yeah, that's maybe it's more interesting of a... that it was literally, you know, it was already scheduled, and then they freaking. I, I mean, actually, probably it's a good thing it was postponed. Yeah. Well, hopefully I mean, in this day and age, but. Well, considering how many screenwriters have got their grubby little hands on and have tried their best to cast Michael Fassbender or Garrett Hudland and all these other, just Robert Pattinson was another option. Like, all these people should not be in this movie. Yeah. It, it's hard, actually, to imagine some of these movies as live action, mm -hmm. considering the, you know, the the animation, you know, the way that they've, you know, constructed these scenes because they're they're crazy you know yeah. what i mean it's like it feels like animation is the only way that you could really bring this to light and also if you're just doing a one-to-one -one with a live action then what's really the point if you're kind of going scene by scene yeah. it's like, all right we're gonna do this scene again yeah but that's the problem though i think that you know what happens is it's so hard to you know recreate what they did in animation mm -hmm. i mean and maybe not with cgi but at the same point it, it, it gets a little out there and uh it'll be interesting I can't wait. Yeah. I believe in you, uh, Taika. I also <laughs> just want to apologize for my continued inability to speak. I apologized for it earlier when I uh, I stopped myself short of saying three truths and a lie again. So just know <laughs> that even though I am the uh, a co-host for this podcast, that this wine does work on me, and I'm not uh, impervious to alcohol just because I'm a stoner. So I, I apologize for any flubs I can. Well, that we're actually trying to perform a podcast <laughs> on a bottle of wine is... You know, we're, we're it is what for, it is. We're asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. we're doing I know it sometimes gets me tongue tied, but yeah. you know. Well, speaking of the wine, Dad, what do you give our Predator wine rating? Um, I liked it. Yeah. How about you? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, for me, I would probably give it. Hmm. Let's say six escape Esper children out of seven. <laughs> It's for children. Yeah. I was trying to think of how I could uh, <clears throat> rate this. You could do cracked clown skulls. You could do anything. I mean. <laughs> cracked clown skulls. Yeah, I give it uh, four out of five uh, clown biker gang members. So Great. Yeah. <laughs> four out of five warriors. Yeah. <laughs> there you thing. go. Perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We will be back next week. Just like always, we have no idea what we're doing and we'll decide on the last minute, but we will see you then. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Drive safe. Don't drink a drive. Yep, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>